There is nothing wrong with your audio device. Do not attempt to switch to a different podcast. We are now controlling your audio transmission. If you wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. You are now listening to The Dial-Up Dudes. Welcome everyone to the Dial Up Dudes and hello Jim and hello Dave. Hello Mr. Bish, you sound a little bit hoarse. He does, doesn't he? I had I had my um I had my vaccine on Sunday and uh I've not been feeling great since. I still don't feel too good now, actually, if I'm honest. You sound a bit like Kathy Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't want to know about what you get up into in laybys though. <laughs> Sexy times though. <laughs> so welcome back. To, um, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Um, Welcome to you last um, week. Sorry. We were like, you know, oh, just work and a lovely. I had a lovely work commitments that that was pushed upon us to complete by a certain time, which no one could actually do if they didn't stay late. <laughs> I was left waiting at McDonald's car park for ages, Rob, and you just didn't turn up. How did it go? I've heard. I heard the listeners loved it. I literally got feedback saying, "Rob, stay at home." <laughs> that was the government. Yeah, that was just, yeah, that's just government guidelines, mate. Was it just was it was it just was it just Pete messaging me from a different <laughs> account? <laughs> oh, we're good to have you back, Rob. It is good to have <laughs> you right. back. Is is your seat dry? Yeah, it's it's really bone dry, actually. You did have to ring it out. You had to ring it out a few times. <laughs> so, um. So tonight we're going to um, talk about a number of different things. One, we're going to talk about the evolution of tattoos, and then we're going to talk about the evolution of music, and then we're going to play a game which is uh, never mind the B- uh, Bishcocks, which is a nice wordplay of a never mind the Buscocks there. As well. I, I never mind your uh, <clears throat> anyway. Oh, I show. <laughs> right. From the mighty tribal tattoo to the classic British bulldogs, tattoos have evolved over the years for better and worse. The days have gone of people getting a Chinese symbol with the words meaning I love you long time. Now tattoos are more common than Patsy Palmer and EastEnders. So we wear tattoos now here, boys. So let's talk about our tattoos, I suppose, and how they've evolved since we were growing up and to now. Like they're they're as common as muck now, and everyone's got them, haven't they? Well, come on as much, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of the three of us, I've got at least my tattoos. I've got the two tattoos, although I have got a, a booking uh, scheduled for a new tattoo. I know. Month. Dave was, um, Dean was telling me, he was saying, uh, I'm seeing your mate Sprinkle soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my nannies are called Dave Spider. Come <laughs> <laughs> <Because, laughs> on, dreads. How's that? How's that? How's that? Gang. Like Spider. Like, like, yeah, he's, like he's like the bloke from EastEnders. It was called Spider, wasn't he, or something? No, it was, it was <laughs> Corey. Oh, Corey, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Emily oh, Bishop's cool. grandson. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Dave. Well, that's Swampy. He's like one of those like, tree others, isn't he? He, he was like Swampy, yeah. yeah. Dave, what are you getting? Are you getting? Uh, are you going to get my face and your face? I'm like, I don't know yet. I'm still undecided. Like, basically, the idea was for me and Man to get one at the same time together, because he wants to get a Wu-Tang Clan uh, logo on her back, uh, co- covering her Chinese symbol of have a nice day. <laughs> I love you long time, honey. <laughs> is, is, is it a still from the Gravel Pit video with uh, like looking like Fred Flintstone's quarry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, like, so a month away, I'm still like deciding on what I want to get. I want to get it on my foot, that's all I know. Uh, there are a few oh, ideas. But... On your foot? 
on my foot. I know it's gonna oh, hurt. Mate, you're gonna love that. I deserve pain sometimes, and you know, um, I dig pain, feel it in the, my foot. <laughs> it's the best time to get one because when I had my foot tattooed, it swelled up so much that I couldn't put my shoes on. Um, but as we're all stuck in our houses, perfect timing. I got my first tattoo when I was like 19 years old. I got like a five-sided star. I remember like getting it and hiding it from my mum for the first few days. Um, so she couldn't see it, but obviously when she did find it, it was it was it's white. I kind of I blew it up in my head to something it wasn't. Now I think like pretty much everyone in my house, actually my two brothers have got tattoos, but both of my sisters got tattoos, and my mum wants to get a tattoo. Mum's like 60, 61 now, and like, she wants to get a tattoo. And you see that a lot of older people getting tattoos now, you know, where back in the day it probably would have been a bit more looked down upon and shunned, um, thinking you're a bit of a reprobate, but. Yeah, I think I think it's coming a lot more accessible for you know a lot more people. Um, obviously, you've got like TV shows like um, Tattoo Fixers and oh, uh, just, just Tattoo of Us and all these what's, sort of things. What's the one where they get they tattoo? What's the one when they tattoo their friends and they don't know what they're doing? Oh, it's always that, horrible. That's the one with um, the one from Geordie Shaw. Is it just oh, the two of us? Be allowed that one. That's awful. I, I hate all tattoo TV shows. They're all awful without I think, exception. I, I think the quality is really really bad and. Yeah, I don't understand it personally. Yeah, uh, well, it's 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 funny because when we were kind of go when we were growing up in school, I suppose the thing that we used to sort see a lot was tribal tattoos, wasn't it? Because of certain, or well, because of films. I think I'm, that's I remember dawn. that's the dawn. I remember seeing so many people that necto, and I just thought, oh Jesus Christ, man, you're going to regret that <laughs> in about ten years' time. You know, <laughs> just that big solid black of lump on his neck. But um, at the time, it was very saw, cool, though. Yeah, it was around cool, Montford, did a ten a penny, weren't they? Yeah, it was having a short shirt on, having that kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of dust of dawn. Do you reckon everyone wanted to be vampire hunters, or do you reckon they just wanted that tattoo? I just think it genuinely, legitimately looked cool. Yeah. It's aged badly, but it, aged I, at the time it looked very, very cool. But you covered all your it was now? quite. Yeah, I have um, because <laughs> at the time <laughs> it was it was quite um, it was quite different, wasn't it? When it first when yeah, it first came out, the problem is like a lot of things. It became too popular and it ruined it. Yeah. Same with the British Bulldog. So oh, I remember, see, pre, pre-tribal tattoos, it was all about, like you said, British Bulldogs. Remember those yeah. little devil tattoos that people oh, had? The, God, the little yeah. cartoon devils. Yeah. Oh, t- well, Tasmanian devils, but also the little actual, like, the little red devil. Like cherub kind yeah. of devil. Yeah, exactly. Like cutesy kind of looking. Mm-hmm. Yin-yangs, dolphins and butterflies. Yeah. That was... Oh, and Chinese symbols, which you've already mentioned. But yeah, yeah that, that was... So it started off with all these, like, little... Like stickers, like people cover themselves with little stickers. Yeah. Then it went full on, like, no, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna dedicate a limb or a, you know a, a big chunk of my body to to one design. Um, and then yeah, nowadays to... it's all about um, David Beckham style clouds, isn't it? And compasses. And if, what... you, if you look at if you look at modern rappers, though, they look like they've been written on their faces with biros. Some of them. Yeah. You know, I'm not, yeah. Trying, I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say you know it's it's like. I, I, I may be I may be just old and don't understand the fashion, or it might be something. But I don't know. It's for me as prison it got any tattoos, isn't it? It's prison yeah, tattoo prison, style. Yeah. What I want to know, them, Rob. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. But these tribal tattoos, just going back quickly. What tribe were they? What tribe was it part of? Dagnum. Does anyone actually know? <laughs> <laughs> the, Dag, the Dagnum the tribe. tribe. Dagnum. <laughs> Dust till Dagnum. Um, <laughs> better them they attack you and eat you for dinner mate i mean there's two types weren't there there was the black blocked ones yeah um which were i think just nonsense 
um, you know, cool looking nonsense. And then there was the ones that like Robbie Williams had, and I, I hate the bloke and I hate it's all the that that <laughs> but the one that he had was um based on a maui design a maori design wasn't it so that actually did have some kind of geographical historical significance yeah yeah it's funny though because if you go to when i was in new zealand they're really hesitant to attack you there like an actual traditional thing because you're not from there yeah and so like sense. you have to go you have to go to a pretty rubbish place for them to tell you a thing a, a european place <laughs> Yeah, European place, I suppose. Because I, I really, when I was in New Zealand, I really wanted to have my leg done with the actual um, stick. Yeah, but obviously, I, I'd probably been in bits. Hand poking. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but I couldn't. I could not get anyone to do it. There were people like, no, no. And I was going. But I was asking proper, like you know, I was going to proper traditional places, and they just wouldn't do it for me because they said that you're not a part of our kind of history enough, and we're not doing it for us. So, like, so when me and Steve, who's a friend of ours who owns a tattoo studio, he's a very, what? very successful, very talented tattooist. What tattoo studio um, is it? It's Fudashin Tattoos in South Woodford. Um, I thought it was called Hardlandstickers.com. We went to, to Thailand for a kickboxing um, holiday. And while we were there, we really wanted to go to the temple and get a hand-poked tattoo. Um, and the bloke who did them was away while we were there. So we're absolutely gutted. And oh, the guy man. who worked at the, um, the kickboxing uh, like academy place was like, oh, I know someone who can do them for you. And he put, you know, Steve ended up chatting to this guy, he put him in contact with this, this fella. And it turns out like he was some local criminal who'd not long been out of prison for murder. <laughs> we're like, no, I think we're going to be okay. We'll just, uh, we'll leave it. <laughs> just, just, just as you little smiley face, he goes, 100 quid. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of pay me. I'm going to find my body. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the, do you remember that there was, it does it all come in waves, doesn't it? So you had your, um, your tribal then it went to Japanese and everyone yeah. and the dog was having Japanese toes. And that's what Steve's speciality is. And luckily, because he does it the right way, he's still very popular and very good at it. Um, but now it seems to be a cross between either, or not cross, a split between the typical, what I call the white bloke toe, which is just loads of black and gray work where it's clouds, maybe a bird. You'll have either a, a pocket watch or a compass on there, and probably Loads some of Jesus roses. Across. Loads yeah, of that kind of really, stuff. These people are religious nowadays, man. So either that, or people go um, and have very, very traditional tattoos now. Yeah. Like much, they, they look much better because the you know the liners are much thinner and the um, the colours are much more vibrant. But going back to those proper old school Sailor Jerry types, you know, like um, yeah, uh, like traditional American Native American sort of chief type stuff, and yeah, yeah all, I like all that, that kind of stuff. Come back. Yeah. I like that because I think I think you know traditional will kind of last the last the test of time for some reason. I think you know it might go fashion for a bit and it will come back in again, but I. I do you, reckon, do you reckon like the tattoos from when we were growing up, like the tribal, like all the kind of stuff that people, you know, it's died out. Do you reckon that will come back in again? Sometime? I hope not. They're going to claim cultural appropriation. <laughs> Walking a fine line there, eh, Dave? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of mine now, I mean, I don't know if my tattoos are fashionable or not because I follow the um, a lot of stuff eh? on... No, they don't mean fuck all. I just like how they look. But I, 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 fo <laughs> I follow styles on Instagram that I like. So I follow like Trash Polka, Buena Vista Tattoo Club, um, Geometric Tattoos, all those kind of hashtags. I follow those because that's what I like. So because yeah. I see it all the time, I'm like, it could be popular and I wouldn't know because I overexpose myself to it. But yeah. that's quite, that's the kind of stage I've got to now, which I'm very comfortable with, which is I know what my style is and it's not linked to, you know, culture, pop culture or anything like that. It's just 
you know how I want my body to look and you're right Dave I have had a lot of cover-ups because I went through those phases I had a bulldog when I was 16 my first ever tattoo my mum went nuts <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nuts Who she went nuts yeah 16 uh some it's called tattoo world barking oh, it's not I there anymore is that still going no um, no nah, nah, it's been closed for ages but I, I got that done and my dad took me to get it done and then when I wanted to get my tongue pierced when I was also 16 I asked my mum because I knew my dad would say no, no yeah. my tongue pierced. and my dad went fucking nuts and I ended up cause, actually causing a row between my parents because how badly he reacted I know off against each other I love it it's, <laughs> not, it's not exactly it's like a reverse parent trap isn't it <laughs> I mean, that's the only time I ever played my parents off against each other was just to get those two things. But yeah, I had that. I had that. <laughs> sitting in his throne, like puppets. <laughs> I had this this um, awful bulldog tattoo. Then I ended up having tribal tattoos. And now, yeah, I mean, most of the tattoos I done when I was younger. Actually, I think all of the tattoos I done when I was younger are now gone. Um, hmm. Replaced by sort of heavy black work and geometrics and stuff. Got it for free, mate. Um, but looking back to looking back to Instagram, Jim, you mentioned like um, tattoos. There's this guy called Duda Lozano uh, from Brazil, and he does like embroidered like, patchwork kind of style tattoos. And that's very cool. It looks it looks so good. It looks really really cool. Obviously, I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, after 20, 30 years. But you know, a fresh tattoo, um, and a lot of it's like you know, art is like you know. Um, comic art or, or football badges but it's just like a unique look and it's first time I've actually seen something of that sort of style done so yeah it's 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 something new and fresh and exciting to you know to the casual observer because you, know, you don't see it in a regular tattoo parlour no my, my wife Cassie she's got a really good toe she's got one by she's done by a French lady called oh, Leanne Nule her name is like her waiting list is astronomical I've never seen nothing like it in my life and it just looks like an oil painting to me it's incredible she's so and I think during lockdown where um everything was so you know obviously people couldn't tattoo she actually did oil paintings and sold them for an absolute bomb by the sounds of things but um I suppose it's it's been hard for a terrorist hasn't it as well this during lockdown as well having to reinvent themselves almost yeah dean, dean's been in that same position so dean who works at steve's studio who's my tattooist now he, he does all of mine he's um yeah been in that really awkward position where he's not been able to to work and he's been doing yeah artwork like he's done a lot of biro um pictures it's mad like the stuff i'll show you guys um later after the recording maybe i'll put it on online on the on the twitter or something yeah the biro picture of um of my cat after she passed away Oh yeah, so that's really yeah. It's like it's almost sort of photo like, except in fact it's clearly blue biro. But it's mad, like, and he did that kind of thing and did commissions and sold those. But yeah, it's hard times, man. And being self-employed is is difficult enough without you sort of going through this and the the furlough. You don't get furlough when you're self-employed, and you know, it's a real, yeah, real struggle. I think as well, um, you know, when you're you know you like you said you got your craft or your your sort of skill about you. Like with musicians, for example, you know, once you can't you can't move your trade anywhere else. You know, I mean, if you were sacked or you got laid off, you can you can move your trade somewhere else. But obviously, with the fur, with the whole lockdown, you can't do that because everywhere is just like in the same boat. Absolutely. Yeah, do you know what? I, I never knew how like skillful terrorists were until I lived with Steve for a bit. And then one day he was just sitting there. He went, "Rob, think of something. Tell me what you want to draw." And I was just saying off the top of my head where it was. And he drew it like, like it's like he took it out of my mind. It was so bizarre, and it was like a like a photograph. 
Was yeah. he ex girlfriend in Tetris Rob? Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? No, 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 no. Let's move <laughs> on from that. Um, but it, it is, it is a real, it is yeah, a real, yes, it is a real, it is a real skill. And um, <laughs> the amount of dedication that goes into it, when people learn their craft, because what you yeah. don't realize, someone could be an amazing artist and putting a pen to paper or paint to canvas, you know what you're dealing with. But with tattooing, you've got to know the direction to put the needle in to make sure the lines don't blur. You've got to know how the yeah. color you're putting in there oh, is going to mad. heal. So when you see a lot of these um, tattoos where people have and they show them first off, you know, when they just had them done with all them clouds and all the rest of it, it may look good then. But when you're tattooing, you have to remember that the skin's going to heal over the top. So the gray that you need to put in there needs to be slightly darker. Right, so it will look actually a good black and grey tattoo should should look too dark when it's just been done because they have yeah. to do it in such a way that it heals right. So it's incredibly like talented professional. It's unreal. It's unreal. And also you think about it as well, when someone does something they love continuously, 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 it becomes a bit like a job. So something that you love doing, can it ruin it for you in the long run as well? Yeah, you get RSI uh, yeah. you know, from holding the... the oh, no, um, that weird lump thing in your hand. It's weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he's, he's got the artist lump at the end of his finger. <laughs> but it, like, it's, you know, you get RSI from the vibra holding a vibrating machine in your hand constantly. Yeah. Bad yeah. back problems from leaning over and tattooing people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's full so, on. Rob, yeah? your, your dad's got tattoos. What, what, what tattoos has he got? My dad's got... Um, He's got, I think he's got Arabic and it's of his um, ex-wife and he's, um, he's, and my, and my stepsister. So, half-sister, uh, half yeah, half-sister, sorry, yeah. And uh, so he's got that and I think he got, he'd, a friend done it with a biro and a needle. <laughs> so my dad's a true trendsetter. For, that, your, for them gangster rappers, Dave. My dad's starting <laughs> it for them all, you know. <laughs> has your mum got any? Pardon? Hasn't your mum got any? No, of course not, man. When when I got a tattoo, my uh, I suppose this is kind of another subject as well. But when your reactions, Jim's already talked about reactions. What parents have said when they saw it. When my mum first saw my tattoo, even when she saw and had my lip pierced, oh god, it was like literally I forgot like, you had that done. Yeah, and and I, I went <laughs> to sleep one night and I fell asleep and ate it. <laughs> and like it was like it was like hell on earth had opened up, and literally I I have like been born as this like super like tattooed devil. <laughs> I've come here just my you, So, Dave, what you're saying about older people getting tattooed, though, like about your, your mum wanting to get one, and um, Pete's mum and his aunt, you know, they're in their 60s and they've decided they want tattoos. And they it's, well, it's weird how attitudes have changed. They haven't done it yet. Oh, we're, trying to, we're trying to encourage them to come down and get it done here. Yeah, they're getting yeah. bulldogs on their, on their boobs. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to encourage them to come down here and go to a good artist and get it done properly. Um, but I think she said that she wants. Um, Pete and his sister to write their names and actually have their names on her in their handwriting, which is, is sweet. Nice. Yeah. Like Amanda's, um, Amanda's granddad, um, or great granddad, he has like tattooed in Indian ink, a proper old school, they're like during yeah. the war. They're all called him tattoos. Oh, mate. Sorry, gone. Go, you can go, 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 Karen. I was going to say, my, the reason I think I'm so heavily tattooed is, I mean, my dad had tattoos. He had quite a few of them. But they were like sort of sticker kind of ones. But my granddad, who died when I was five, but I idolised him. And like, he, you know, he's always been like an influential figure in my life, even though he died when I was so young. I always think you know, about him. And he had some amazing tattoos. So he was like, during the war, He, I think he was in Burma at one point. He was in stationed yeah. in India. And he had like an elephant done by hand on his arm like a big massive oh, elephant wow. but his whole chest 
was like done by hand the crucifixion scene of christ so jesus on the cross (laughs) angels up in the sky and the clouds behind it like all of like the mourners in front of it i like that it oh he was a he was not one of those people you like that's like you know a man's man we like oh yeah he's, he's yeah. a geezer he's a proper imagine him right now quite him. semi-tanned with a shirt undone quite a hairy chest you can just see the tattoo in the back of underneath a gold chain yes <laughs> <laughs> yes that's exactly you what sovereigns. he was like just like my granddad did no not with sovereigns no, <laughs> no <laughs> my, granddad, my granddad was amazing like when he was in his um 50s he had kids like sort of throughout his age so he had like um my mum's the youngest but um, he had sort of older kids. And when he was in his 50s, one of my uncles um, had a fight with some some lad. And the lad's dad came around and like beat beat my uncle up. And he was like, this guy was in his 30s. And my granddad went down around there and like to beat the shit out of him, even though he's like tw- over 20 years older than him. <laughs> <laughs> and he got to me and I tattoo cunt on his head. <laughs> but this is like in the, in the 70s or whatever. But um yeah, yeah. My granddad, yeah. Had, my granddad had a lot of tattoos. Um, they, I don't know what they were. They looked like naked women, like but sailor women. But yeah, say the Jerry style. Yeah, and they were topless. I'm sure we had you said them, but they were so old and blurred. They looked like they'd been melted in the microwave for about two years. My my dad's one was like they had this tattoo of it was a profile picture of Elvis, but it was just like an Elvis shaped blue smudge. Did you get that Elvis, done in Elvis day? after a stroke. <laughs> 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 oh man but yeah, so, just just quickly on tattooists though um yeah one of the one in steve's shop there's a sign at the front of the, of the shop like when you go in there behind the counter and it says good tattoos aren't cheap cheap tattoos aren't good and i think that's a really important thing for anyone who's listening who is thinking about getting a tattoo it, you know it sounds obvious but it is on your body for the rest of your life so you're better off in the long run paying the money to go to a talented artist who's going to give you something amazing amazing piece of art that you're going to tre- cherish for the rest of your life rather than being like me like you know getting stuff done on the cheap and then having to cover it up because money they costs. really are worth the money that you pay for them yeah okay i've got i've got a good question for both of you saying so you put you've got a fresh canvas there your body's kind of empty no toes yeah. Would you gonna get anything the same again, or would you change it all from scratch? I'll start with you, Dave, because you ain't got many, so it won't take a long to answer that question for you. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind what tattoos I've got at the moment. Like, it's just like now I'm just accustomed to like birthmarks, you know. Yeah. Like, the tattoo on my leg, I like. You know, it's a, the broken heart with city skyline within it, which is the bouncing souls logo. Yeah. So I've got like two tattoos. Um, no, I'm, I'm fine with what I've got. Yeah. So I've got I've got like a, a lot of kind of ghoulish kind of zombie things up my arms, and then the lower half I've got like a chainsaw or a kind of granite grenade, like a sugar skull, and the bloody axe, probably, uh, a bloody axe, yeah. Which says I actually love that too, actually. And that's pretty the only tale I wouldn't ever change. It says the only way, which is a reference to chopping zombies' heads off, which means Steve was from some artist in Canada, I think, and. Um, but I think I would change the upper part of my arm more than the zombies and stuff like that. I think I'd have to say, because I think obviously I was into kind of real horror. I still into horror, but I don't think I'd have that kind of so in your face horror. I've had, I'd have more subtle kind of old school stuff in there, I think. How can you get more subtle than that? <laughs> no, like, you know, I'd like, let's say like kind of a tattoo with a, like a, I suppose with a little hint of horror, I suppose. Yeah, like, you use like you white know, ink. Like, yeah. You know, know what, Rob? I think your tattoos are absolutely awesome, and I'm glad that you got them on you other than me. Obviously, <laughs> you can. But when I when I when I could use you, I use you as like a demonstration. It's like, no, look how cool mate's tattoos are, and I'm thinking, 
I'm glad it's on him. The thing is, I would never have gotten if it wasn't for Jim. It was Jim kind of who introduced. Don't blame me. me. <laughs> no, to the tattooist. I was, I'm like, I'm not blaming you, Fix. I like having them. I, I don't regret them at all. Um, <laughs> Good. Um, but I, I'm saying I, um, because um, he took me to meet Steve, and we all hit off like a house on fire. And you know, I'd probably, if I could afford it, I'd probably have a lot more tattoos. But they're just too expensive, and our friends are just too busy as well. So it's a yeah. thing that kind of kind of wraps it up at the end that way doesn't it yeah how about you jim what about your toes then mate get um, comfortable it's gonna be a while yeah. I, I mean i've uh, shut up here <laughs> <laughs> so i think definitely i've come into my style now so like my my left arm i'm happy with that's taken several iterations to get there yeah my right arm i would probably completely change if i'm honest um yeah. but yeah i'm stuck with it now uh my left leg's biomechanical it looks good but with a blank canvas, I'd probably do something different. What would you do? Well, do you know? I'd probably do more of the style that I've now got on the rest of me. So on my stomach and my back, because my back, I love. I absolutely love my back. It's, like a big astronaut and stuff like that. It's, it's, all, it's um, trash polka. So it's like big yeah. splashes of paint, but there's also very kind of fine art sort of um, portrait type stuff mixed with more sort of print type work, lots of geometric patterns, bringing it together. So I'm really happy with that. And it's the same kind of thing I'm doing on my front, on my, on my, on my stomach. Um, and then my other leg is all like, it's like, I call it my, my odds and sods leg. Yeah. So I've got a portrait on my thigh of um, Alan Turing, which I really love. And that'll probably help connect that up to my stomach and my back. I like the weightlifter you've got. But yeah, my lower yeah. half of my leg is like just random phase, bits and bobs. And I love it. I've got like a little Sailor Jerry style girl in a cocktail glass. I've got a, a, a strong man and you know like the stripey strong man um, singlet but he's pulling it's it like down showing got, off it's a like nipple you've got the influences of all styles on you almost you feel yeah like... I like but I like it's concentrated in one in one yeah block so this is my silly leg this is where I get to you know be silly and express myself in, in that way and the rest of it's all kind of more yeah stylized do you know what my favorite tattoos of yours Jim I think my favorite one's the one in your lip in your lip <laughs> Oh, I Orions. forgot about the one inside my lip. <laughs> what's, it say? what's it say? It says irons. Yeah, irons. Irons. Um, it's probably like my worst tattoo, but also I do love it so it's much. Really, it's a brilliant tattoo. Okay, guys, um, it's, it's really good talking about the evolution of tattoos. I think we could have probably talked to them about it for a few more hours and made Jim show us his bum tattoos, but we won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just go on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so after this commercial break, we'll be talking about the evolution of music players from vinyl to MP3s. Charlie and I were in the park. Then this man came up and said, would I like to see some puppies? And I said yes, and I was going to go, but Charlie stopped me. <laughs> Charlie's reminded me, my mum says I shouldn't go off with people I don't know. Then the man went away. We went and told mummy. And she said we've been very good. I got an apple and Charlie got something he likes. He says never go anywhere with men or ladies you don't know. All how the black circle of doom. When we listen to our subliminal messages, music rocking out using a tape player Walkman to a mini disc, has the music we listen to changed for the better or how can it get any better in the future? So let's start, I suppose, with you, Dave. So Dave, what was the f- first um, kind of music player you had and, and personal music player you had as well? So the first 
music players in a household, it was probably like an old Hitachi uh, record player, hi-fi, brown and black. Those things back in the 80s, look, they looked disgusting. There was like no style in it whatsoever. Oh, no, they were so it, horrible. They were good players, though. They, they were. It might have had a bit of a, a splash of red on it as well. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, had, like, we had like lots of uh, vinyl, Stevie Wonder Motown yeah. kind of crap. Um, obviously, I remember... It's never crap, Dave. Yeah, it, it, it weren't the, it weren't the best. But then I remember like being a kid, also had my own little personal. Uh, I think it might have been like a Philips or a Panasonic um, uh, tape player. And when you had like these really um, bad headphones, it got, kind of crackled for your ears sometimes because the quality was so. I don't yeah. know if you ever had that at all. Oh mate, I had it. I had it, I had a pair of headphones which I paid a load of money for, and they were the biggest pile of crap I've ever had. It sounded like I was listening to a really scratched up record all the time. I don't know yeah. why. And the quality of the head the headphones are really bad, you know. The the, the, third, you know, the foamy kind of overcover just yeah. come off, a get wet, and oh, they're, they're I terrible. I think a lot of them were German. A lot of the headphones when we were growing up, I don't know why. I got that feeling. A lot of stuff was a lot of good stuff was imported from Germany. I know that. Did you, so? What did you have in the way of personal? What did you have? What was the first thing you kind of got you on your feet, beating them feet, listening to that music, skateboarding, you know, sexing up with women? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it definitely was. Like, no, um, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a Panasonic, Panasonic headset, um, and all my music pretty much came from. I never, I never used to buy tapes that often at all. A lot of my tapes were like um, off the radio, recording. off the, ra- off the radio. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes Sunday you know, chart show. Exactly. Oh yeah, and and sometimes when you like use the tape and you want to cover it, you know, use it again, you have to basically cover over the the where you'd broken the tab off before. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, but... spit old tissue in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used, do you know, I used to love. There must be something in it because tape play, tapes are coming back again, aren't they? You, I've seen them. I've seen them loads in shops recently. I don't know why. Um, are they? Yeah, massively. I mean, they're what, all coming what, back. Tapes, mate. As you live in Bath, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so pretentious in Bath. They bring them back. They never went out of business. But yeah, and if you look in H and V now as well, they sell tapes in H and V again now as well. I don't know why, because I don't think there's anything of value to tapes at all. Oh, I they go Mori as well. I thought, who's, who's recording on tape? Who's actually producing tapes? Yeah. What was the sound quality? Why do people like it? Is it a gimmick? Yeah, JVC. Back? Well, you know what? It, it's, there's nothing There's nothing to tapes. Like, you know, you can't skip from one song to the other without having to fast forward all the way through it. They get they get, they get chewed up. They get but isn't that like, good, though, not fast forwarding? Because it means you have to listen to the song, which means you get to grow to appreciate the song. Or no, absolutely hate I, the fucking song I well. can appreciate songs without having to you know, rewind or fast forward through songs. Like with vinyl, you know, you can, I like vinyl. And I, I think there's a point because you, know, you, can, you can skip tracks as and when you want to. Yeah. But with tape, I don't think there's any benefit whatsoever with having a tape player. And I'm glad that technology is pretty much dead. Yeah. <laughs> that is a firm hatred of tape there from day. It, it's I, just I like I used to love making mixtapes for my friends though. And then you used to put your little voice in it and go, Hi, this is Rob, and this is my tape. You're gonna fucking love it. Go! And then yeah. play. And you know what? And I'm gonna give no, I'm gonna give some props to tape, despite my, my words just then, because you're right, in terms of the mixtape, it was really nice. And you know, you have that little uh, the cover on the tape where you write all these tracks down and you know, this song's wrong. And then obviously you name it and stuff, and that's the joy yeah. of doing it. And, you know, there's no replicating that Bloody you know, with, ages, with, with, an, with an MP3 uh, or Spotify playlist. It's not the same. Um, so that's the only thing tape has going for it. Uh, other than that, no, I'd did rather... You, did, did, did you ever make a tape for a girl, Dave? Um, possibly. Your tapes are you. 
Yeah, we always made tapes together. We we used to love doing that. We used to make we even make playlists for each other now on Spotify. <laughs> we, haven't, yeah. we haven't changed at all, have we? That way. Writes us Springer, and you know. Yeah. And, uh... um, Jim, did you did you used to make tapes for girls or boys? I don't know. <laughs> um, did I mix tapes? Did you want for your friends or for yourself? I don't remember actually. I'll, t- I'll tell you a little story actually. I remember making this like mixtape. I spent ages making it, and one day I went to a party <laughs> where um, um, it was like a little family party, and I put it into play, and someone taped over it with a He-Man's theme, <laughs> <laughs> and someone had done it on purpose. So it was like He-Man. Everyone looked around. Went, what the hell is this, Rob? I went, oh no, I made a it had Shaggy on it. <laughs> shaggy and the Here Brothers. Um, I, when I was a, when I was, I think six, I got my first um, music device i was uh this was before my parents sort of um fell on hard times and they had a bit of money and i got a uh, a walkman for my birthday yeah it's chestnut world adventures for the day and um in the car all the way there i was listening to a walkman i thought it was amazing it was yeah. black and it had a red you know that like the actual fl- lid the flap not the ones where you put the, the slot the tape into it the one where it literally just flipped up and then you put the yeah. tape in. oh i love them ones so it's black it had a red um flip lid um, it had two ports for earphones. Did you have so a radio? It, no, no, it was, this was, oh, okay. it was a basic, you know, the proper square one where it was just deep enough, more or less, to put a tape in it and then space yeah. the battery. Um, it had two um, earphone ports. So I was listening, my brother was listening. And I had, um, what did I have? I had a Michael Jackson Bad album. Oh, who did that? I had um, Madonna's Immaculate Collection. Oh. This is me at six years old. <laughs> <laughs> the signs were there. Well, yeah. yeah. Did you ever own those Fisher Price uh, record players? <laughs> yeah, my, my thought was going on. <laughs> They're classic. You have to check them out, Jim. <laughs> Mate, I was six going straight in at Walkman level. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but Jim I, was I, up a level. If I had, I had that, level, and walk- then... Sorry? Say Waterman level. Or walk- Walkman, Walkman level. level. <laughs> <laughs> but I had that, and then I think when I was 11, I got a, a Walkman that flipped sides. Which was like next level, so you didn't have to turn the tape over. Yes, we used to turn. You used to actually bend a bit of tape over, didn't it, or something? Do you remember? I have no it. idea how it worked. And you used to mess up your tape, didn't it, because of it? I think I'm sure I read that somewhere. Do you know what? Do you know what was a pile of crap? And I still think it is now. Like Percival um, and per, um, CD players. Discman. Yeah, Discman CD yeah, players. Awful. They, they were just. They used to, used to walk in your pocket. Blah, 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 and you're like, you oh, had to when, when you had one of those in your pocket. You had to walk as if you were. Balancing an egg on a spoon. A cat burglar (laughs) trying to step over lasers. Like you're walking so like unnaturally. I paid extra money for an anti-jump one I did and it still jumps. Of course it (laughs) is. The thing is though, they're so big as well, big and cumbersome and bulky and it's just like, you know, and then you've got to carry like 20 CDs at me like a blinking utility belt. I mean, just to uh, play all the songs you but want. Dave, at least if you've got a tattoo, you could throw a CD at someone's face and it would slash into them. Protection! <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a really 90s version of Shaun of the Dead when they throw the vinyl in a zombie's face. <laughs> or, or the Erasure like record. Hell, Hellraiser 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hellraiser yeah. 3. Disney disc space, the d- yeah, it? the DJ gets turned right. into a centre bite, throws That's good memory. Thing. I got such shite to show you. But Rob, <laughs> like you were one of the only people in the UK that ever bought like a mini disc player, weren't you? Or my no? dad had one. I Me had Jim, one. Jim had one as well. Me and oh Jim used to listen to a mini disc all the time. Um, 
Um, my dad got a, a, my dad used to collect stereos. I'm not joking. He had so many stereos. It was unreal. And um, that sounds a bit shady to me. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> like two mobile dad. phones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just remember one day he bought a new stereo and it had like a tape player on it and CD. And there was this like little hold thing there. I was like, oh, what's that? He went, it's a mini disc. I was like, what the bloody hell was a mini disc? And I remember getting them like. I remember just falling in love with them. I thought they were great. I can't remember though how how I used to recall from other things. You had to, so you had to to leave, wasn't it? Yeah, but it went into your computer, so you had to have this bit of software, Sony. I can't remember what it's called now. Some kind of Sony software. Yeah. And it's kind of like their alternative to iTunes. So when you used to import CDs into iTunes, but instead you're importing them into mini discs. You had to to basically kind of record it. Either you could download it. Or you could record it same speed. So you literally had to play the album and then record it into your mini disc. It was mm. awful. We had some great um, playlists, didn't we, on the mini disc? You remember, Jim? We we I've still got them, mate. I've still got the player. Have you? Yeah, I've still got the player. I've got two players. I gave one to Paul Watson because I thought he might want to, one of our friends who does um, noise, he's like a noise artist. And I thought he could use that for some of his stuff that he does. And I kept one and I've got all the discs. I'd love to listen to them. I'd really love to remember what they were like. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did either of you guys own a ghetto blaster or boombox or some people call it a wog box? <laughs> Sadly, my, I, um, my dad did I, used to call it that. Oh, <laughs> I, I know those boombox call it. I used, I used to love them and I still love them. And it was really funny because years and years and years ago, I had this idea of converting them into an MP3 players. You used to plug and pull your um, um, iPod in there. And I went to a shop one day and someone had done it. I was like, bastards. People have, done it all. <laughs> people have turned them, um, you know, the old NES controllers. Yeah, and turn those into MP3 players. It's incredible. They're so clever. People are, you know, what mm. I mean, it's incredible. But they were they were great because they were so powerfully loud. I always remember when you got in the train and someone had one of them on. It was blasting out. And you were just like, Jesus Christ! It's nine in the morning. Like, <laughs> oh, those are the days, mate. Now it's yeah. through the phone, yeah. annoying people. You don't get them anymore. You don't get people doing that on the train anymore, do you? My, do you? Um, I don't know. My old uh, my, my Walkman, the first one I ever had, was before they had noise limiters. So you really? can turn it up as loud as you wanted to. <laughs> you just deaf afterwards, you just hear a ring. There's lots of people like my, my cousin is um I think he's in his sort of mid-50s now. Um yeah, like he was a musician, um, but he was sort of like partially deaf from he thinks a youth of listening to uh, Walkmans. <laughs> just having <laughs> a full blast. Was he a Walkman tester? That's <laughs> uh, just an eighties kid. Oh I I think I think you know with how easy accessibility, you know, music is nowadays. I think we kind of lost that kind of little personal touch of making kind of cool things for each other. But let's go on to the question: of, Can can music players improve now? Can it can it can it get better? Yeah, How of course. Get better? Be a chip in your head, so you just hear it internally. Fuck that! That's like that's like being schizophrenic, isn't it? Play it into your mind. I start playing this raining men constantly in Dave's head. Fish. As long as people got like imaginations, we're always improving stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. I just don't know. I, don't how. Know. I can understand. I can understand MP3s where that was going and stuff like that. I can understand the quality improving, but I can't understand how it will go from our phones. It's going to our bodies. It will. will be internal like chips and stuff. So it will be chips, then you think? You'll be, to, you'll be to feel it. No, I think so. So we're yeah. all going to be balls of MP3 players. So we're going to be run by Napster. Napster. <laughs> of all things, you pick Napster. Plastic into my ass. Jesus, man. They're still going, you know. You have Metallica suing you. Yeah, probably. Metallica fan. But you know, one thing I don't like, and um, and she's probably one bit more glad about the you know the the resurgence of um, vinyl, 
is that with with um, the advancement, obviously, MP3s and those streaming sites like Spotify and such, um, music itself has come, you know, it's it's more throwaway. It is, you know, I, I remember back in the day when you'd, you'd buy a CD and, you know, you'd look at the labels and you'd, you know, you learn every lyric from every oh, yeah, song and me, yeah. like that. Music is, is so disposable now because you've got so much choice and so many options to listen to. And again, you don't invest your time and effort into bands, um, you know, because you, you buy an overpriced CD for like 20 quid or whatever, and then you'd force yourself to love the songs because you paid so much money. <laughs> but, 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 you, save, you save a lot of money though, don't you? <laughs> yeah. well, is, is, is it not... It's just an evolution. I don't think it's become throwaway. I think there's different ways to look at it. So, yeah, you'd buy an album for maybe one track and then you'd be forced to listen to the album. And the chances are you'd probably like most of the album. But every now and then you realise that you spent 20 quid to import a CD from America for one song and you only actually like that one song. (laughs) um, I think that the shareability of music now means that we are exposed to more than we than we would have been so the nature of something like spotify means you don't have to invest in a band if you want to try them out and you can listen to a whole album and then you can say yeah. no that's not for me and you've not lost anything or you can be like oh hell yeah i love that I'll, I'll, and then you I'll can buy the record if you really like it i suppose yeah. as well and i think that's one thing i've actually i have started doing I've, i actually have started like buying vinyl for you no know, for bands i actually like because you know bands are, are getting screwed over by this whole like they're broken uh, they? well yeah because obviously they're not getting paid much from like Spotify or all these streaming services at all, at all. And you know, they can't, they, they can't go on tour without you know, having to sell heart without the record labels, you know, getting their hands on their merch and stuff. So you've got to try and support them any way you can do because you no, know, there is still a look, you know, a good, good range of quality music and um, you know, bands that are coming out there. So, you know, if you download and you like a good band, I would you know, implore people to go and, you know, Buy the, buy the record as well. You know. Well, I think it's good for independent bands as well because you can get a band out of nowhere, create a song or an artist who can create an electronic song, put on Spotify, and you can like share it. And you think that's his band. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. You, 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 previously, people would be screwed over by record companies because they needed record companies because they needed their distribution lines, but they yeah. don't anymore. So you've got bands like, um, not that I'm a particular fan, but like Enter Shikari, who released their all their albums themselves. Yeah. And they can put them on streaming services and they get all of the all the profit for that. Whereas you look at like in the past, like Frankie Goes to Hollywood, they have no rights to their own music. Fine Young Cannibals, same, exactly the same thing. Yeah. So every, every time you listen to Relax on Spotify, the money doesn't even go to, you mm. know, to what's his name, Holly. Um, it's goes, yeah, it goes to it goes to the, the record company. Well, so I would... it's, it's empowered artists. Like, like, like now, right? We're creating a podcast and we're putting that podcast on Spotify, on Apple. Yeah. How and it's got not costing us a penny. Whereas before, you'd probably have to be known. You know, you'd have to be have a production company behind you. Yeah, we're just doing all this on our on our laptops and our Mac. We should release this on vinyl though for people. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be beside the. You know, <laughs> what I would say. What, what I would say is, you know, record labels have actually caught on to, you know, the whole SoundCloud. You know, rising from nowhere because you know they've caught on in, ter- in terms of you know they've got talent out there and they create a little backstory for certain artists because you know, they've got like a pretty sort of contracts before they actually you know explode yeah, yeah. um so like, record labels aren't stupid in terms of you know trying to create a bit of underground following before they actually do make the mainstream but like you said guys i think it's you know it's great that it is a tool which empowers you know 
individuals to actually create and become masters of their own work and give people accessibility to you know to enjoy their music should we say it's revolutionized playlist as well you know like rob you me and rory for a while one of our other friends was we were creating a, a, a playlist a week where we were yeah theme and creating playlists and we kind that of stopped be, doing that it through lockdown that did that could be yeah, well, well we stopped doing because we got we created one that just was really good and yeah it was especially brilliant. for playing um during like when you're working <clears throat> working hours because it was like an electro based one so it wasn't a lot of catchy lyrics and things so you could yeah. just put it on the background it was so chill yeah so, I, d- I discovered a lot of music that um, through through listening to the, you know a, a playlist that I contributed to, but also you and someone else did. Then I have through any other means over the last few years. It's 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 cool. It's like uh, it's like a group tape session, isn't it? Almost that's really cool, man. I like the idea of that. All right, guys, let's wrap that bit up. And after this commercial break, we'll be playing our little game. Never mind the Bishcocks. Aura. That's too orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog. I'll be your dog. I'll be your dog. Okay, guys, so welcome back. Um, we're going to be playing our little game now. It's called Nevermind the Bish Cox. It's a, quite a simple game. It used to be on, I basically sold it from Nevermind the Buzz Cox. I'm going to say a lyric to a, a kind of song and someone's got to finish it off or say the next part of it. Um, if they get that right and they get the artist right and if they get the name of the um, song right, they can get three points. So they can get it anyway up to three points. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it is it alternate is it alternating or is it first one buzzing or what is it? No, no, no. It's alternating. I thought I thought it'd just be too chaotic if we did it. I wouldn't know because imagine with with someone's dodgy Wi-Fi, it'd be like and they you'd you'd like pre-freeze and you're like Max Headroom. So um, (laughs) so we're gonna start off with um, Jim. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna the first one for you guys. I'm gonna keep it nice and easy. I'm hoping it's songs that you guys know. Okay, are you ready, Jim? I'm ready. Yeah, mate. Are you ready, boy? Okay, Nothing Google. Left. <laughs> Nothing left to make me feel small. <laughs> Nothing left to make me feel small. Nothing. Oh, was it "Lovers Left Me Standing So Tall"? I don't. And it's I'm gonna, "Gold" by Spandau Ballet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one for you. It's luck, but you got the rest of it right. So it's oh, luck, momentum. not love. Luck. Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna suck at this. I know already. Okay, no, you might not, Dave. Chill out, mate. Right, you ready, Dave? Yeah? Yeah. Years go by, I'm looking through a girly magazine. Years go by, I'm looking at a girly magazine. Yeah. I have no idea, right? Oh, I thought you might know this. Are you sure? Years go by. <laughs> no, I'm no. not getting it. Okay. And there's a home room angel on the pages in between. It's um centerfold, Dave. Ah, oh, centerfold. <laughs> I thought you know this because we sing it all the time. All right. So let me just do the score here. So Jim's got him on the board here. You got my friend? Okay, cool. I'm keeping tail on the scoreboard. So Jim, you're next, mate. You ready? Oh, go on then. Okay. My father yells, what are you going to do with your life? 
Oh, come on. This is, this is, a, this is a farce. This is an absolute farce. Hang on. you got to get it right, though. Yeah, it's girls just one of fonts in his author. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to say, what's the next bit, though? Uh, hang on. Oh, daddy dear, you know I'm still number one. No, you're still number yeah. one. <laughs> Girls there you one go. Three fun. points to Jim. You ready, name, Dave? Yeah, name some really bloody random African song from the night. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. Ready? Gone. So we're going to smoke an ounce to this. G's up, hose down, where your motherfuckers bouncing is. Yes! Who is it, Dave? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Dog Sing Doggy Dog in it. That's yes. all right. <laughs> what's yeah, the that's right. And what's the song, Dave? Gin and Juice. Hang yeah, on. three points for Dave. Three for Dave. Game on. on. Are you ready, Jim? Yeah. I see the cure to what's deep inside. Oh crap! I, I mean, I know this there. Stop it! You, you know, that's that beat is making me think again, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kick myself. Go on, tell me what it is. It's frightened of the things that we've become, Toto Africa. Oh, do you know what? I was just thinking before when you were doing Dave's, when, you, when Dave said, oh, it's going to be some random African song. And I thought, I wonder if he's <laughs> going to do Africa. Oh. <laughs> right, are, you ready? are you ready? You ready, Dave? Go on. Because <laughs> I need you and I'll treat you right. Oh, I know it's song. Can we say again? Yeah, please, but in tune. Okay, no way. Because <laughs> I need you and I'll treat you right. I need you and I'll treat you right. Oh, I'm gonna kick myself. Is it so no I'm not getting it? Okay, come to me, baby. Be mine tonight, Royalson. Pretty woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't get in that. I won't get in that at all. I was really hoping you'd get that, Dave. Just was. Right. <laughs> it should have been. Jim, you ready, mate? Yes. When she woke up late in the morning, right? Say that again. Woke up, she woke up late in the morning, right? Oh, I, I know this lyric, but I, I can't think what it is. Oh, I know this. Oh. Yeah, me too. Well, Dave, Dave, don't give away, mate. You need to get your song. Well, it's not Dancy. It's not just... <laughs> my brain's telling me it's called just one of fun again. <laughs> no, it's not. In the morning, live, man. No. <laughs> no. Um, Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go on. Yeah? So... When she woke up late in the morning, light and the day has it's just, just begun. That's oh, yeah, nice. all that she wants. <laughs> Damn that it. Went on. That is a classic fairground ride, isn't it? So it is. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready, mate? Yeah. This is so much a man can tell you, so much he can say. 
You'll know this straight away if you thought about it. Can I steal? <laughs> no. Everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> no idea. It's um. Look into my heart. I'm not, I'm not gonna steal, but can I can I complete it? Done. Yeah, go for it. Go What's for the it. line again? So this is this is so much a man can tell you, so much a man can say, so much he can say. You remain my power, my pleasure, my pain, oh. baby. Baby. I'm gonna get crucified by everyone. I thought you'd know that because we always think we'll be drunk. I don't even like Seal. I don't even like that song. It's everyone else but me. I'm probably look just because I look like Seal doesn't mean I I like. (laughs) That's why I thought you'd know. I thought you had this link to it. Do you prefer Killer? (laughs) Killer Queen. Right, guys. This is the last. This is the last one there, guys. So this is. um, I suppose. What's the score? What's the scores at the moment? Uh, Six three. Six three. Cockney boys. Yeah. So you ready, Jim? It's my go, isn't it? Yeah. You ready, Jim? No, you ready, go. Okay. Yeah, you ready, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> you just you're looking real confused. Smacking on your dick. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What? Sorry, sorry. It's, sorry. Oh, you must... oh, I, know this, I know this song. I know this song is this, already. Is this, me, is this for me or for the pair of us? It's for you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, you ready? Smacking on your lips with your hands on your hips. I know this one. Can I, can I still? No, because no. I could have stolen the last mm-hmm. one. I, I don't know it. I mean, I'm going to kick myself when you say it, but go on. Okay. You ain't known but a hoochie mama. Don't try it. You're not a hoochie mama. We used to listen to this all the time as well. <laughs> this is Two Life Crew, Hoochie Mama. Everyone who likes it, it's a classic. <laughs> Dave, this is your last one. You ready? Yeah. Twisting, turning your body. Easy, feel free. So, really? So, I know it is. I know it is. It's East of the Let it go. Yeah. Just in turning your body, easy feel free. Ah, oh, what well, the fuck are you to blade? Ah, oh, just in turning your body, easy feel free. What well, for you, mama? Ah, oh, I'm not going to get those two. I'm not going to get those lyrics. So no. Okay then. So you've got the, you've got D17, and they'll go. And the lyric is, and then, <laughs> and then they go a little crazy, never slip and slide. Never slip and slide. Yeah. So okay. Dave, put two, Dave put two points at the end there. So what's the yep. final score, Jim? Five, six, five. six five to Jim. <gasps> that was a close game. Right, guys. Um, thank you very much. That's the end of our show tonight. Thank you for um, tuning in and listening to us. You can catch us at where, Jim? At the Dial Up Dudes on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us at the Dial Up Dudes at gmail.com. See you later. Peace out. Bye bye.